So, Clinton Yates, it sounds like you want to be part of this family feud dynamic, right? Like, that's what it seems like. Now, do you also want to be traded for Greg? Because you're more part of this show than any of the other shows, I believe. I don't want to be part of anything. I need to be a part of the victory that would be Travis, Sliwa, Amanda, Keyshawn, Yates. Oh, dominant wow. Dominant five, fab five squad that okay. neither one of your little squads can handle. That's I don't yeah, know, man. Kind of sounds like the leftovers to me. I mean, that's what yeah. it sounds like, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. does it? The leftovers. I okay. mean, the way you just described it, it wasn't like, hey, here's the SLK show, which George really was trying to say, you know, you, you're with us. And then, and then there was the Mason Ireland show that seemed to have a full roster. And then you just kind of went and put together, hey, whoever's left, we want you here. We like to call this the Palinka level of execution, okay? This is how I put together rosters, all right? It's very simple. Reach out to friends, and you produce championships. That's how it works, okay? Last time I checked, that works in this town. No, George? Am I wrong? No, that is, that, 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 how, that is how it works. Yeah, now, good luck getting year. Keyshawn to, you know, get over here to the West Coast to do yeah, something that's gonna like be that. Difficult. <laughs> there's that. And by the way, you're banking on Sliwa to be good at something like that? Like, Listen. I would feel like if there's anyone at this station that would be probably be the worst Family Feud player, it would be Sliwa. Anybody who sleeps in a Murphy bed is a resourceful human being. Okay. As as information That's is fair. concerned. Okay. That's fair. You just have to be. So, yeah, we trust Sliwa. I, I, but I mean, if the, hand, subject, if the subject was who are the seven greatest Lakers, best right. seven best answers right. on the board, yeah. I feel like Sliwa would, would sweep that category, y'all right? Sleep. But, y'all sleep on Sliwa. You obviously don't listen to Ask Sliwa in the I morning. Know, man. It's like Great. 100 people surveyed top seven answers on the board. Who are the top seven Lakers of all time? He got that all day long. Right. You ask him anything else, he'd be like, um, sorry, Steve, I don't really do much other than Lakers. It's just kind of my yeah, thing. I mean, yeah. not, to be, not to be a butt kiss, but you're also sleeping on the boss here. You know, Amanda's, Amanda's well, No, she's crazy. good. She's good. Yeah, she used to kick Mason and Ireland's ass all the time back in the day when she right. produced that show many right. moons ago. So, like, I, I, I would be worried about you and her. Um, I feel like, you know, Key may upstage you in the sense of, like, he may or may not show up, right? Like, there's that. I mean, Travis <laughs> Travis is good, too. I shouldn't – I'm not trying to short-sell Travis. I feel like you have a weak link in Sliwa, uh, non-Lakers divisions, and then uh, Key is, uh, you know, perhaps a game-time decision, right? Wow. Like, but, but, so. but Clinton wow. is coming in hot today, though, George, feeling, like, super confident. Clinton, let me tell you something. Mm. Just here on the radio – when you're posed with the question and there's the pressure of the three strikes and no, your no, no. teammates are all counting on you and you got to come up with something to get on the board, let me tell you something. You may underestimate the amount of pressure there is on the family feud. Let me tell you something. George and I both participate in what I would call one of the greatest game shows in the history of American television. However... The Family Feud is the greatest game show in the history of American television, and I know what I'm doing. I am built for this. I've been watching that show my whole life. Trust me, your boy is ready. All right. All right. Yeah. And if we can't get Steve Harvey to do it, you just gave me a great idea. We could fly Reality out to do it. That's not a bad idea. He would love that. That's a great spot for Tone. I would love that. You want to play around, Clinton, see what you got? Yeah, let's go, Greg. Because here's the thing. I I think that Kaplan missed the boat here. Yeah. Is that – when you think something will be on the list, Greg's janky ass lists will not have Facts. the six or seven things that you think Super they'll facts. have. Right, Laura? A hundred percent. His yeah. lists have been booty. booty. Well, it's, not, it's, it's hard to blame Bergman 
because these lists that you guys have referred to as booty lists, booty ass list is what you call them. Yeah. I mean, these sure. actually come, they come from the family feud and it's, there's some things that are dumb. Like, I mean, we had a thing the other day about top athletes, athletes get paid the most in these sports and darts was on the list. Right. Exactly. That that's part of the problem. But okay, go ahead. Let, Obviously, do, you guys have never watched Family Feud because there are always weird answers on the board. That's just I mean, how it is. So Greg, hold on. To be so, clear, pickles. are we polling a hundred Americans or are we polling a hundred Greg Bergmans? No, no, no. These are these are a hundred Americans. I do not have any control over this list whatsoever. So okay. if you guys want to start, we can start. Okay. Let's I mean, go. do we want to just test Clinton here, or do we want to just do it all of us ourselves together no, as a group? Let, let's let's stay in order here. Let's go SLK. We'll put in Clinton for for L. Okay. And let's okay. let's go in order. And okay, Laura go. goes on there as well. All right, here we go. This is, we're going to start this off. George, you ready to go? Sure. Top six answers on the board. Name a common candy bar component. Something that is in a common candy bar. I mean, chocolate. Chocolate number one on the board. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good job, Georgie. All Good right. job. And. Going over to Clinton. Clinton, you are in for, for LZ. Name a common candy bar component. Caramel. Caramel, number three on the board. All right, Kaplan, still no strikes. Name a common candy bar component. See right here, Clinton, this is where the pressure's on. See, so Clinton said what? I could answer this instantly. He said caramel. No, he yeah, said caramel. Okay, good. I'm going to say, I'm going to say. I have four um, more answers. I'm going to say nougat, Steve. Nougat is number five on the board. Nicely wow. done. That was a tough one. I, I thought we were getting one. next there for sure. <laughs> so that's three in a row. Laura. I have no going. confidence in Kaplan. I always feel like we're getting the X when he No, no, no. It. I'm telling you right now, I'm good at this game. And, yeah. and getting better. That's why we're practicing. Yeah. All right. Common candy bar component, Laura. Peanuts. Th Peanuts, answer. number two on right. the board. Answer, yeah. Yeah, things that you Good would answer. die from. Yep, yes, yep, but I know they're <laughs> in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Good answer. All right. Two answers left. Number four and number six, Sedano. Name a common candy bar component. Almonds? Almonds is number Ooh, four on the board. Good answer, yes, George. Going straight through. So this could do it right here, Clinton. You can show your worth right yeah. now. Finding number six, the last one on the board without a strike. Name a common candy bar component. Let's review the... No, the, no, no, no the there's five. no reviewing. Wow, okay. that's actually there's a good no thing reviewing. to do. I'd like to reset myself. Uh, peanut butter was said. Nougat was said. Let's say coconut. Coconut is number six on the board. Thank wow. you. Never you your backed it up, Yates. In your small, small, victorious lives, think that I'm not about this. <laughs> nice job, Clinton Yates. Nicely done, up, everyone. Yates. You backed it up, Yates. Clean sweep. Clean sweep. Wow. Right. I'm flicking it, my wow. hair. You're you better than LZ. Maybe I'm... we should kick LZ out and just I bring mean, in Clinton. It, uh -huh. it's, it contemplate the possibility, George, of maybe having to make a trade no, here. It maybe another trade. This is, is a no-trade clause for me. You don't just get to pick me up just because you want me. Okay. He don't even I'm want us, market. guys. He don't want us. No, the hell with you. We don't yeah, need you. We don't, he don't want us. <laughs> he don't want us. That's two for yeah. you. Very, very good job, Clinton. And right. um, so now it's become kind of an unwritten rule on the show. When you think it's time for the feud, you just like smack down your guarantee button and you're like, you know what, guys, it's time for? Tell us, what's that? It's time for the feud. And then, boom, the music Noted. plays and questions come and, right, and, right. and Steve Harvey shows up, but it's really Bergman. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Noted. But, you know, I proved my worth off rip, as we like to say in my household. So I just want you to know. I just want you guys to remember that. Okay. Coconut Walked was a good the answer. Door. I, now, stayed, I came to the door. I said it before. Speaking of proving their worth, yeah, isn't it time for Kawhi and Paul George to prove their worth to the Clippers? Yes, 
If you're asking me, I thought you were going to cap first. But, yes, look, here's the deal with the Clippers for me. You lose a game to the Mike Conley-less Utah Jazz where Spida has a bad first half. And, like, I, I don't know. For me, that, that game to me showed that I just don't know if this is going to happen. You know, and I understand that this is a talented team. I understand that Kawhi Leonard maybe not have been the guy you wanted him to be every single game in the series, but there's something about losing a game in which you've already got two large advantages and it just doesn't happen and you blow it late. I don't love that overall, Scott. You know what I mean? That just doesn't make me feel confident about anything talent level aside. Yeah, so, okay, I'm opening up with an early admission here. George, I told you last night I might make it for the fourth quarter, okay? I made it for the very end of the fourth quarter. But I've gone back and seen what happened and how the Clippers clawed their way back into this game and then how Utah still bombing away. What was the total number? 23-pointers or something like that that they hit in this game last night. Um, Look, I think that we have all underestimated the Jazz. We disrespected them by saying they're not a true number one seed or if the Lakers have to play in and then they have to play the Jazz, no problem. Lakers can handle that all day long. I feel like we've underestimated the Jazz. They know it. Uh, For them to win without one of their better players available, amazing. Um, Now, on the other hand, uh, we've seen the Clippers go down 0-2 in a series, but I don't know if you're a Clipper fan. I know Clipper fans have been calling the show this week, beating their chest, saying, hey, what's wrong with you guys? The the Clippers are in the playoffs. The Lakers are out. Talk about the Clippers. Do you expect the Clippers to come back in back-to-back series, down 0-2? I do not. I do not. I do. I think they're going to win still. Um, They have not had good games for Kawhi and Paul George. I think, even though Paul George had 27 yesterday, I don't think he had a good game. Um, I think – look, here's what I would say. In the macro, I think the biggest problem with Paul George, after talking to some basketball people over the last, you know, week or two, they feel that this is a big problem for him. He was much better when he had somebody else that could get him the ball in places, in the places for his quote-unquote pet moves. Um, And he doesn't have that at the moment. He doesn't have someone to do that. Rondo could do it in spurts. He didn't even play yesterday. Um, so there's a lot on his plate that he's just not made out or cut out for, right? No pun intended because the Clippers have the cutout fans at the arena. So no, I get good. that. But George, that's kind of the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying. If it's got to be that perfect, that delicate, that deliberate, that necessary, I, I just don't know that that's a recipe for success for the well, Clippers. Well, I, I think saying? against I'm Utah it, it still work. is. I, because I, I, you're assuming Mike Conley is coming back. Uh, I'm not. I'm not yeah, assuming okay. that. Um, and I, I look at it this way. I, Kawhi is certainly capable of raising his game more than he has to this point. I don't even feel like – I was waiting last night six minutes to go, five minutes to go, four minutes to go. I'm like, he's going to put his imprint on this game offensively, and he didn't. And I, I think that it, some, of the, some of the opportunities he had on his way to the basket that he eventually kicked out to, as passes are going to be fouls at Staples Center. And I just feel like, based on the way the NBA is and the way that home teams will occasionally get more calls, I feel like we're going back to Utah 2-2. I got to tell you, if that happens, and if the Clippers win this series against Utah, then for all the Laker fans that have ridiculed the Clippers for not being able to get out of the second round, for not being able to make it into the Western Conference Finals, 
that's going to make everybody real, real tight. Because to come down 0-2, um, at home, by the way, and then go on the road and take two in Dallas and have to get to Game 7 to win that series, then look like you're kind of out of gas in Game 1, make this furious comeback in Game 2, still lose the game. If these guys go down 0-2 in back-to-back series and make it past this round, um, I think Laker fans in particular are going to have no choice but to take these guys very seriously. I actually don't think they'll win. I I think that we've underestimated Utah. I think Utah plays team basketball in a, in a time where it's all about three-point bombing, and they have that ability as well, I think Utah's going to win this series. Respectfully, Cap, the only people that have underestimated Utah are Lakers fans, as far as writ large NBA fans and followers are concerned. They're the number one seed in the West, and if you can see that the West is the best division and they're the top seed, I get what you're saying in regards to like what we necessarily thought they could do as far as how far they could go, but like, yo, the Jazz are good. You know, and I don't think it would be some huge shock if the Clippers weren't able to come back. But I think there's a there's a larger question, I think, to your point about, like, what if the Clippers do win this series? George, I don't think that winning this series and just getting to the conference finals suddenly garners some level of respect from Lakers fans. I just don't think that's realistic. The Clippers would have to win it, and even still, Lakers fans would find a way to say, well, you don't have as many as us. I, I don't think that's realistic, Scott, as diplomatic no, I, I would agree. As, that, just, as that may want to be. I'm just saying that they're, they're going to have to be – they're going to have to wake up to it. Um, again, that's if they're able to win against Utah. Um, I, listen, you might be right, too, about, about Laker fans being the fan base that didn't have respect for Utah. But I feel like just the whole conversation was Utah isn't scaring anybody at number one. Phoenix isn't scaring anybody at number two. I mean, I feel like that's what the conversation was. And now I think most of us who believed in that are like, okay, big mistake because Utah's up 2 nothing. And by the way, um, I think that maybe I would have also underestimated the Suns because even when they were up 30 points on the Lakers, I still felt like the Lakers were coming back, and maybe the Suns are a whole lot better. I feel like you've underestimated the Clippers, though, because you thought the Mavericks were going to win. I did. That's right. That's right. I did. And they almost did. I mean, it was a, it was a, good, a very good series. Uh, went seven games. Luka put up some big performances. And, yeah, I just thought that the Clippers would find their way out in the first round. If I were the Clippers, I'd be super energized right now. Like, look, the Lakers are out. We got a real shot here to do something we haven't done. And they find themselves down 0-2 again in the second round. So they've dug yeah. themselves a big hole. Yeah, I, I will just say this. I think Ty Lue is a good coach. I think Ty Lue has shown a propensity to evolve as a series evolves. We saw it in the first series. Hell, we saw it in Cleveland. Um, so I, I still have faith that they are going to find a way to limit Mitchell. And I think there are multiple ways they can do that. But I, 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 I trust him and that staff, which is full of guys who have been high-level assistant coaches or NBA coaches or finals MVPs in one guy's case. So I, 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 feel, I feel still confident, uh, still fairly confident that they're going to come back 2-2 to Utah. And if they can just win one, and it maybe have to be a game seven, I, I think it, it's still possible that they can win the series. But we can continue that discussion. If you want on the other side, we'll open it up for the phones at 877-710-ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, well, Sedano, LZ, and Cap on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates is in for LZ. What's up? What's up with you? I'm chilling, man. You know, just here. Having a glorious, glorious Friday, dominating family feud challenges of which there will be zero more mm. because y'all tested and you lost. So that's all you get. Understand. Well, I mean, I don't know if we lost. Right, I mean, we won. You, We all won. I mean, yeah, you, you also won us. with us. So you that. helped us Frame win. it however you like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. It is time for Bash for Cash. Let's get our caller in. Uh, we have Alex Hernandez from Los Angeles. Alex, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Right on. So yeah. here's the deal, man. You ready to go? Here's what you do. You pick a Dodger player or an Angel player to hit a home run and in what inning. If you predict the right player, you get 200 bucks. If you predict the right player and the right inning, you're going to get $400. But here's the deal. If we don't have a correct prediction today, Monday's cash prize goes up to 300 bucks and 600 bucks, George. Yeah, All right, man. let's go. Well, hopefully my, my batter hits a home run tonight, guys. Who is it? Max Muncy in the third inning. All right. Max Muncy in the third inning. Alex Hernandez from L.A. giving us Max Mun- Muncy in the third inning. So, all right, that'll do it, man. Make sure – appreciate you. We'll put you on hold. Make all sure right. you guys are all listening on Monday at 4.15. We'll have another Bash for Cash contestant. And special thanks to Owning, bringing safety and simplicity to refinancing your home. Visit owning.com for more information today. Ooh, there you go. We like this music. Yeah. We like it a lot. Yeah, it kind of chills us out right after the whole bash for cash thing. <laughs> you know? It just kind of just kind of <laughs> lightens it up. Like, that was know? adventurous, yes. Yeah. So, okay, Dodgers and Rangers tonight. And so we'll see if Max Muncy can hit that home run for that gentleman, Alex Hernandez. Good luck, All dude. Right. Let's see. Good luck. Uh, so we've had, you know, it's crazy. The poor, We've had one guy win. We've had two people win. Yeah. Um, but we had one guy the other day, Clinton, who picked when the Dodgers had like a rain delay, so we were able to mm-hmm. sneak them in. Um, he picked Mookie Betts in the first inning, and then of course it happened the following day. In the first oh, inning, the next day, the day after he had already lost, right. which stinks. Right, I felt so you bad. Can't for get that. credit for that, alas. Yeah. Um, speaking about feeling bad, uh, so over the weekend I had a little bit of like kind of the sniffles because my two-year-old is started to go started to go to uh, preschool, right? So, of course, didn't take very long, but a few weeks for him to get his first bout with the sniffles, right? Mm-hmm. So then my daughter got it, then I got it, whatever. Um, went to the doctor just to check to see what was going on because also my allergies have been kicking and they ran a COVID test, so negative, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, they just pump. They told me to take a bunch of allergy stuff uh, and also, hey, so keep taking DayQuil if you don't feel so great or NyQuil or whatever it is you want to take to help you sleep, whatever. So I said, okay, cool. So that's what I was doing. I was taking DayQuil and NyQuil. Um, cause it was, uh, you know, I had a little post nasal drip, right? De- a little throat stuff going on. Uh, so all good feeling better. And then what happened was 
I, it was either Saturday or Sunday, Clinton. I don't know, or Cap. I don't know if any of this has happened to you or Laura or Greg. But I went to go take the Dayquil. It was like, I don't know, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And I took the NyQuil by accident. Oh, yeah. So now, because when because NyQuil is, is like, take this, pass out. That's why people take NyQuil, right? Isn't mm-hmm. it the sniffling, sneezing, coffee head, achy fever, yes. so you yep. can rest medicine? Correct. Yeah. So I was like, what do I do? Because I was going to go work out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do I work out? Do I try to fight through this? Am I going to have a crappy workout? Like, what's going to happen? My wife's like, well, you're not going to fall asleep while working out. And I was like, okay. And then, but I, I, I tried to stay up for literally like all it took was 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was so drowsy that. <laughs> Did you stop fighting it? I just said, I'm just going to take a nap. And I did. <laughs> I took a nap for like 90 minutes and then felt better and then went to work. Out. Yeah. Now, I have a question, though. Now, DayQuil and NyQuil, are the two liquids different colors? I always think of NyQuil as being like purpley. Yeah, NyQuil is like green blue. Oh, and okay. And then DayQuil is like like vibrant blue. Like, uh, but the, And the labels are different. The label is orange for DayQuil and like dark blue or whatever for NyQuil. So you um, weren't like just looking at the liquid and going, okay. This no, one is I the just color grabbed of- the bottle yeah. uh, off the cabinet and I just took the wrong one. They were next to each other. So, well, Laura, yeah. has that ever happened to you? It has, unfortunately. And yeah. I was out cold for like a good 13 hours. <laughs> really? How many? 13. <laughs> I, I'm really good, like, I'm really bad, actually, really bad, like, with painkillers or anything that's Me gonna... too, but 13 is excessive. I mean, I yeah. took a nap for 90 well, that, minutes. That's and was... usually oh, what damn. happens to people on NyQuil, though. You're lucky you were able to wake up after 90 minutes. Yeah, you usually get knocked out, man. Like, my, I'm out, like, out, out. So if I want to sleep, if I'm like, I ain't got nothing to do the next day, that's what I go to. Really? NyQuil's yeah. your go-to, huh? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't like, I'm not pushing that, okay? I don't want people saying, like, hey, Laura told me. No, no, no. For me, if I need to go to sleep, that's that's what I need to do. Take some NyQuil and I'm out for a long time. Gotcha. George, I give you a credit, though, that you wanted to take the DayQuil, even though you took the NyQuil. And then once you realized you took the NyQuil, you thought, I'll fight through it by working out. You know, I'm like, okay, um, just this just happened to me like in the last day. You know, one of my nostrils was working. I was breathing beautifully out of like my left nostril. My right nostril, though, was completely jammed up. You, you know what I'm talking about? Like where one is working and one isn't working. So then you cover your nostril that is working and then you try and blow out the one that isn't working. So I was yeah. having this and I was thinking to myself, well, okay. I mean, you know, you, you, I could get a cold, I'm sure. And then I thought, well, I don't even know. Like, do we get colds anymore? Are colds okay? Like, can you have a cold or does yes. everybody go, oh, you got a cold. Oh, you must have it. Because I haven't had a cold. And I don't know if it's because I've been wearing masks or because I haven't shaken people's hands. I'm not exactly sure. But I haven't had a cold in a really long time. Knocking on wood here. Knock on wood if you're with me, man. Okay. It's because everybody's been more hygienic in the past year and a half. Just in general. In terms, in terms of, like, you know, whatever we're doing, like... I don't know, just interacting with each other. If I don't touch you as much, we're not going to get as sick. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's pretty awesome, I think. And it's one of the weird, like, uh, I don't want to say bonuses out of a pandemic because there's no real bonus out of something that's been so painful to so many people. But, like, if we all respect it, like, hey, guess what? If we're not pawing all over each other all the time, we're not going to be as sick. That's a win for me, George.
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with you wholeheartedly on that. I don't think there's any question. But it just was weird. I thought maybe I was a weirdo. I didn't know if other people have done that, taking NyQuil by accident when they meant to take DayQuil. But it was not a fun experience. But 90 minutes, whatever. I you know, it was. A, I don't nap very often, so I figured, what the hell? Well, yeah. how about this? Let me ask you, because um, this is actually a bigger issue, which is not just the NyQuil versus DayQuil. Have you ever taken medication that was not for you? In other words, like I have a, a couple of bottles, right? And they're sitting in my kitchen. But my daughter, she also put a bottle of something, you know, maybe she had like an acne thing or something, right? So I go over and I'm like, oh, well, this is where my two little things are. And then I take them and then I'm like, wait a second. I don't, maybe that I took the wrong, I feel like the shape, the color, I don't know. I just took, and then I go and I read the bottle. And I'm like, I just took my 14-year-old daughter's like uh, acne pill or something. You know what I mean? Have you ever taken the wrong med? No, I, that I haven't done. You haven't taken a birth control I, No, whenever there's accident. like a medication bottle, I'm reading what I'm looking at. Okay, yes. so yeah. DayQuil and NyQuil you don't read, but you've never taken a birth control Well, but DayQuil accident. and NyQuil are over-the-counter medications, so that's like a little different, you know? Like, I got to admit, guys, I don't take those. Like, the Quill family is scary to me. Why like, scary? The, the DayQuils make me feel weird and loopy, and the NyQuils knock me out to the point that I don't even know that I'm sleeping, and that's not for me. You know what I mean? That's a loss of sort of, uh, what do they say, a lack of institutional control, George, in the NCAA? You know what I'm saying? I, really? They I shut your program down, that. Clinton? I can't risk that on either end, you know? <laughs> well, I, I'm just telling you that I've, I've made that mistake a couple of times. Yes, Laura, I said birth control pill. Yes, I just, I was saying, like, have you ever taken a pill that was not for you? You know, you took the wrong no. pill. No, absolutely not. P taking pills that are not for me? Funny. No, I just, I just don't understand like how you like in the 2010s. Absolutely not. <laughs> I just don't understand how you look at something and be like, oh, I'm just going to take whatever's in this bottle right here and not pay attention whatsoever. Yeah, no, it was a mistake on my part. You know, I mean, it's cap. I mean, right. I mean, it just Fair. happened. I was careless. Fair. I was running around. Well, at least you won't get pregnant. There's yeah, that. that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, I was I was probably on my phone. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I was making myself seem busier than I really am. And then I took something from a pill bottle that I thought was mine. And then I realized that maybe that was the wrong pill. And then I looked on it. I was like, this, is, this was not for me. Mm. So. All right. Well, listen, uh, we were going to talk about Kyle Kuzma in this rumor. Oh. Let's do that at 5 o'clock. Because coming up next, we got overrated, underrated, properly rated. Plus, there's, a, there's some football stuff I want to get to at 440. So a lot coming up. Stick around for that. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thank you, as always, Chris. All right, we're going to start off with birthdays. And Clinton, you're going to go mm. first today. Okay. Peter Dinklage, Gene Wilder, and Diana Taurasi. Oh, well, Diana Taurasi is wildly underrated in terms of her contributions, not just to basketball, but to sports overall as an athlete and as a human being in terms of the type of role model that she is. Um, Peter Dinklage, I would say correctly rated i mean i don't watch any of the shows that he's on but i know exactly who he is and who's the third gene wilder wait gene... you picked gene wilder diana Taurasi, and peter dinklage as the birthdays today yes is it joe so... montana's birthday today 
Yeah, I didn't go with Montana. Thank you. That's fine. This is a different lane here. Gene Wilder, not to be confused with Gene Hackman. Gene Wilder's the goofy one, right? Yes. Wildly overrated. I can't name a movie he's wow. in. Is, 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 he, in, is wow. he in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or whatever? Yes. Okay, uh, is there any other movie that I can think of that he's in that's not some madcap 80s thing that looks like it's full of, well, let's just say a, that the writers were doing a lot of things. He he's the original Willy movies. Wonka. Well, yeah, okay. not only is he the original Willy Wonka, but he also did a bunch of movies with Richard Pryor where right. um, okay. the two of them were teamed up. They had a great oh, yeah. comedy team for a while. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, yeah. And he also- will qualify plainly as before my time, if I, can, if I can say as much. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, he's overrated to me. That's all. Gotcha. Well, I will say that um, that I'm going to say that Gene Wilder's underrated. I think there's a uh, there's a movie called The Frisco Kid where Gene Wilder is this rabbi and Harrison Ford is this cowboy, and the two of them have to get to where they're going together. And it is like to me, it's one of my favorite old school Gene Wilder movies, uh, The Frisco Kid. So I'm going to say Gene Wilder underrated. I'm gonna I, see overrated is, always screws me up. I'm gonna have to say Diana Taurasi properly rated. Things that Clinton talked about her career, her contribution to women's sports, to sports in general, and I love Peter Dinklage, but I mean I only know him from Game of Thrones, so I'll just throw him in there as overrated. Oh wait a minute, man! He was like a mad scientist in one of the Marvel movies. Like he's Don't been a it. lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm gonna say. Look, I, Wilder, when I was a kid, as you mentioned, was in a bunch of those movies with Richard Pryor, and it was funny and fun and all that. Um, you know, and he was Willy Wonka, right? Um, but still doesn't resonate with me as much. Like, I remember from my childhood, you know, saw the movies. They were okay from my childhood, I guess, but nothing that, like, I will rewatch now. I feel like Dinklage's and stuff I will absolutely rewatch. So I'm going to say Tarasi properly rated Dinklage uh, actually, check that. Dinklage properly rated, Tarasi underrated, and Wilder overrated. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Appreciate that. Yeah. So I agree with Clinton then. All right. Gene go. Wilder was in all the Mel, a bunch of Mel Brooks movies, and he's hysterical, but that's he fine. He is funny, but it's just not, not my kind of thing. Like, it's fun. Mel Brooks cool. movies are funny, but I don't even know if they all hold up, to be honest. Oh, with you. They, oh they absolutely Dude, No, they right really now. don't. No. See the Frisco Kid. See the Frisco Kid. Let me know what you think. Very good movie. Underrated movie. <laughs> All right, Sedano. Friend of the show and friend in general, Beto Duran tweeted out, 25 years after I graduated Carson High, I'm the commencement speaker. Is this moment for him overrated, underrated, or properly rated? All right, what was the question again one more time? Friend of the show and friend in general, Beto Duran tweeted out, 25 years after I graduated Carson High, I'm the commencement speaker. Oh, I did see that. I saw that on you on YouTube. I saw this too. Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. So is this moment for him overrated, underrated, or properly rated? (laughs) Just a shout out for him. Oh, I would say that that is like uh, I mean, first of all, that's super underrated. Like, I think that any chance anytime you have a chance to go back to the place where you went to school and be able to kind of express to them first your gratitude second of all um you know how challenging life is and really instill any or impart any wisdom into young people if it resonates with one or two people um at all like i feel like it's an amazing experience so i would say underrated um i'm gonna say properly rated um i think it's really awesome 
you know, to, to have your yeah. school welcome you back to be the person who delivers the commencement speech. I mean, I'm trying to think if my high school welcomed me back and they're like, yo, so um, started here. Now you're there. Had a lot of stuff go on in life. Like, what would I say to all these kids who are 18 years old? Like, what would I want to tell them? I'm like, yo, everybody. So I graduated in 88. It's 2021. Here's what I can tell you. Trust me, 30 years from now, you'll all think back to this. I got to think of something really, really prophetic. I got to say to this class, I haven't come up with it yet. They haven't well, invited I, me yet. As somebody who would love to do this at my high school, but has yet to be asked, I got to tell you, this is correctly rated as awesome. Like, I, I mean, I, the, I, listen, I went to a smaller high school. It was a private school. And so like, I knew everybody involved in my setup. But like, to me, this is as cool as it gets on some level. If you really, you know, not that I'm some nerd about school. I wasn't at all. I just liked my friends. This is a fantastic opportunity. I think it'd be really fun uh, to hear more about it from, quite frankly, about what that opportunity was like. Yeah, Mazel Tov, Beto. Way to go, man. Good for you, brother. That's cool. All right, cool. Uh, Cap, we'll start with you for this one. The Utah Jazz are up 2-0 on the Clippers, and mostly because of Donovan Mitchell. The Jazz have had players like Carl Malone and John Stockton, but Stephen A. today said that Mitchell is the best player in Utah Jazz history. Is this statement overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Um, I'm going to say it's properly rated, but here's what I'm going to say. It doesn't necessarily mean I agree. Um, it just means that I love what Stephen A is doing, you know, and, and my, I, my son, who's a hot take machine came to me this morning. He's 21 years old. And he said, did you see what Stephen A said about, and I'm like, Hey dude, um, you know, you're grasping Utah's up to nothing. They may be moving on. There's no, there's no history here. You got to kind of find something to talk about. So what do we all know about the Jazz? Carl Malone. And so now we got Donovan Mitchell. So I, I know what he's going for. I kind of like it. I'm calling it properly rated. I would say uh, this is overrated. I mean, yes. look, there were two dream teamers that were members of the Utah Jazz. And just on the basics of I'm not one that's into like letter grades and diplomas necessarily as a way to judge how smart people are. But if you got two dream teamers that are part of the history of your franchise, it's hard for me to just say that somebody who has never won a championship, not that they won any championships, but that's what my point is. It's hard for me to say that he's better as good. Sure. As exciting, perhaps as physically skilled, maybe, but I don't really know that the competition between people on the jazz franchise really matters. until you reach their level, which he is not yet. Yeah. Look, I think this is, vastly overrated, okay? And I say this with all due respect to Stephen A., who knows I love him, as I'm sure you do, and Clinton and Scott, too. But this is ridiculous. Like, if he were on the show right now, I would ask him, you know how he likes to say, get off the weed? Well, I would say, maybe you need to get on the weed. Because if that's what you think, then maybe you need to smoke some to get, get yourself right. Because... Ain't nothing wrong with it, because as we know, we love it around here on this show specifically. But the what I would say to you is, uh, yo, not only what Clinton said, come alone, one MVP, okay? Like, right. what are we talking about here? Like, Donovan Mitchell is great. He's a great young ascending star. But Donovan Mitchell you know, didn't get to a finals yet. These two dudes played in two finals against Michael bleeping Jordan. So, like, this is just absurd to me. John Stockton is the leading assist, uh, is the assist leader in NBA history. Like, what are we doing here? Like, Malone short, short is second in the scoring. Too, like, what are we way. talking about? 
you know. We're talking about I'm Stephen A., and I got to have some really strong opinions, and I'm watching a, a young guy put up a couple of really great performances, and what, what do people know about the Utah Jazz, Carl Malone, John Stockton? So here's the hottest of hot takes. This young guy right here, after these two playoff performances, he's the best player in the franchise's history. And that's, that's what you do, man. I like it. You want a hot take? Devin Booker is a player I'd rather have than Spider Mitchell. Sorry. That's oh, I me. think it's close, but I, I mean, I that's don't know if it's de- definitive, but I think it's not. Close. I didn't say it was definitive. I no, said no, right, I'd right. rather right. have one than the other, and that's kind of where I am right now to give you some, to give you all some background on how I feel about the Jazz and their talent situation. Whoa. See, I'm cheering for the Jazz. I find myself rooting for these guys. I now. like them. I like them a lot. I think they're the best team in the West which is evident from their record, but I think the Suns right now are just playing better basketball and harder to beat. I'm rooting for them too. Greg, do we have one more? Sure. Uh, We'll go to Clinton here and we'll stick with basketball. Kevin Durant hit a go-ahead three with about a minute and a half left in last night's loss to the Bucs, and Draymond quickly tweeted out after the shot, dude, different. Been different. If it, and then he put in quotes, if it wasn't for you, he would have been, he would still be with the Warriors. I beat you all to it. Now just sit down and appreciate the show. Is this tweet overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Hold on. Who tweeted that last Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Can you read the full tweet again? Sorry. Sure. Dude different. Been different. If it wasn't for you, he would be with the Warriors. I beat you all to it. Now just sit down and appreciate the show. Great read, by the way, Greg. That was a really good read, especially the beginning when you were like, dude, different. That was excellent. Okay, okay, hold on. I'm not sure that I understand what exactly he's saying. Can I read it for you? Yes, please. George, can I get the the POC translation, please? Yeah, so Draymond tweeted, dude, different, been different, in reference to KD. In quotes, he writes, if it wasn't for you, he would be with the Warriors. Laughing, crying okay. emoji, laughing, crying emoji, laughing, okay. crying emoji. Okay, so what emoji. he's saying is that y'all that are mocking him for KD leaving to the Nets, but right. his point is I've been a fan of his all along? Correct. Okay. That is completely correctly rated as true because I remember that one of the weird things that Draymond used to do when Slim, as he called him, was on the Warriors is that he would always talk to the media. Like, okay, you know how you have that one friend where, like, you sleep over at their house like during the week, but like, you know, the other friends only get to sleep over during the weekends or whatever. Like, Dre would always talk to Slim like they were like weekday sleepover buddies as opposed to like regular friends like everybody else on the team. And I was always like, okay, I guess they're just really, really tight. And so at this point, I guess I kind of have to believe that if he's still talking in that manner. So this is correctly rated as sensible to me. Very good read, George. Much better. It really brought it to life. Do different, especially that line. I'm saying this is completely overrated. Who cares, man? I mean, honestly, like like Draymond's got to make sure that everybody knows that, hey, I know what hate is coming my way, but I'm letting you know right from the beginning, yo, do different. See that read, Greg? And so I'm going overrated. I don't I think there's nothing here. Uh, I will say overrated as well. Like, I, I just think that we make too much of people's tweets. It really isn't that big a deal. <laughs> um, so anyway, what's next? Oh, no, that's it. We're good. We're done. Uh, we're done here. Overrated, underrated, done. properly rated each and every day at 4.30. All right, coming up next, Sean McVay said some things that has drawn the ire of other people. We will have that commentary that has drawn the ire for you in just a moment. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano, LZ, Cap, Clinton in for LZ today. What up? Today is the anniversary of the introduction of one of the greatest snacks in snack history. In snackstery. Okay? <laughs> 1972, 50 years ago, Frito-Lay introduced Nacho Cheese Doritos. 50 years. 50 years. Now, I don't know. Now, I'm sure that there are other non-potato chip brands that have existed for a long time and have had plenty of success, like Cheetos, perhaps. How about Tostitos? Uh, Tostitos, but I feel like of the non-potato chip genre, mm-hmm. right? That if we were looking for a one seed based on longevity and being a blue blood, like you know, if we were doing college basketball, they'd be like the Kansas. It would be Doritos. I the would original? say that Doritos is Duke. To be quite honest, well, because of you know the, because saying? of the new because it's not relative recency, yeah, right. Like Uts, I don't know years. how old Uts is. Fifty years is not that long, right? So you're saying honest. like Ruffles and Uts or whatever is like right. Kansas, no, no, right. but those are like, potato chips. You're saying correct, well, sure, but, but in the in, in the, the larger in context, the, I'm seeing yeah. the point here is George, yes, yes, yes. Um, but in the right, but Duke is actually a good call because Duke is like an upstart compared to the traditional blue bloods. They are blue bloods now, but they were not blue bloods, you know, 30, 40 years ago. So and to your point, I dr- like Doritos, I eat, right? Right. I eat one Doritos, which is the blue Doritos, which are right. cool which ranch. Cool ranch. I mean, right. what are we talking about here? That yeah, there's yeah. there's cool ranch and there's everything else as far as i'm concerned i don't that's know about the right y'all. answer by the way yeah, that's no, the right cool, okay cool ranch cool ranch did last time i heard 100 out of 100 cheese. americans might think the same thing gregory how about that bang they are number one with 50 percent of that vote <laughs> yeah the cool ranch doritos are better than the original nacho cheese dorito that Ooh, I, think, I don't know about that oh okay wait a second Ooh, i don't know about that this is not a lock i okay. mean cool ranch is good but after a while the tangy it's just like I've had enough. Like it just, I know, it's but, too tangy. But, but with the nacho cheese, sometimes after like a couple of minutes of the bag being open, like it starts to smell like bad feet. Like you ever wear a pair of <laughs> Chuck Taylor Converse with no oh, socks? Good Lord. Like that's what the Doritos start to smell like, the Chuck Taylors with no socks. Bit killer. We're trying to have a good moment here about snacks. We're talking about gross feet. I will say this, though, Cap, and this yeah. is the thing about it that actually I think you might relate to. There's too many other things that taste like nacho cheese just on the market. You know what I'm saying? Like Cool Ranch stood alone in its just simple significance as a singular flavor. No. Are there any other flavors of Doritos besides nacho cheese? Oh my nachos. goodness, man! There's a million flavors There's now. There's a gazillion, yeah. yeah. Really? Like there, you know, the OGs 
obviously our nacho nacho cheese is the OG, and then Cool Ranch was the kind of next version. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was spicy nacho, right? That was also brought into yes. the equation. Yes, spicy. Nacho. If I recall correctly, there oh was gosh. a salsa verde. Uh, there's flaming hot. Flaming hot is a big deal in my household. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. The website for Doritos is unbelievable. It's like this 3D website. It's just giving me motion sickness watching it. There's a new one called Chili Cheese Nacho. And then there's another one. This is Doritos 3D Crunch. It's Spicy Ranch. Yeah. There's a Sriracha Dorito. The Sriracha is good. I will say, though, Doritos got a little – they got a little outside of their offense in the last 10 years. You know what I mean? They were a typical pro-set – Two back situation yeah. for a yeah. good 50, 40 years. Yeah. And they got into these weird like balls and sticks and other things. And I was like, they did. I can't the 3D puffs or whatever they were yeah. doing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I can't do that from Doritos. Go triangle. Triangular man. chips yeah. and I'm yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Phil Jackson, triangle. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because now they're exactly. puffy. Now these 3D ones are kind of puffy. They're like, um, they're still triangular, but they're, they're air puffy fat in the middle you know like there's air in the middle yeah i don't like the air yeah that's not for me let's see the original tortilla i'm just looking at the original one was called taco flavor tortilla chips and then i guess they must have gone into nacho cheese yeah so any Hmm. so there's that um speaking of evolving yeah the rams have evolved the quarterback position and you know sean mcveigh i feel like He's talking big game, right, about Matthew Stafford and the expectations and where they can be. Now, he said some stuff about golf recently, too, and then he said, don't get it twisted, right? He didn't want people to twist his words. Do we have the audio of Sean McVay? Okay, let me hear what Sean McVay said. You know, I I hate that I even have to say this, but I think uh, I made a comment earlier that was definitely taken out of context. I am very excited. I have been in a good mood because of the confidence I have in this team. But by no means is that a slight to anybody, you know, like Jared, who has done a phenomenal job for the last four years here. You know, I, I hated that I even have to address that, but I do think out of respect for him and all the good things he's done, I am in a good mood. But that doesn't mean it's not because we're working together uh, or because of just Stafford exclusively. There's a lot of good things going on that I feel really good about and I'm confident about. So don't twist my words when I didn't say that. Oh, my. He's now listen. getting irritated. I yeah. like this. <laughs> now, yeah. That's like the first time that I feel like I've heard Sean get snipey with the mm-hmm. media yeah. in yeah. all the time he's been here. Yeah, I, like I, I would agree with you. He seemed to be a little, I don't want to go so far as to say shook, but he was not happy. I mean, and to me, my question, Cap, is who cares? Like, what, what, what does it matter? If you have nothing good to say about the quarterback that's not playing for right. your team anymore, right. this is an odd thing to be concerned about. Yeah, why backpedal? Why right. act like why why worry about Jared Goff's feelings? You know, if you're super stoked on where your team is in this offseason workout and you love your new quarterback, and by the way, you love your new quarterback because you know what? Number one, he ain't the old quarterback. Um, that's why we got rid of him. So don't tell me about the phenomenal job he did the last four years. Right. If, he, if he did such a phenomenal job, he'd still be here. You, you, you wouldn't have uh, exactly. sent him to NFL Siberia, a.k.a. Detroit. You know, I mean, yeah, you're happy, Sean McVay, because you got rid of the quarterback you didn't want and you got the quarterback that you were able to get. Is he significantly better? That I'm still waiting to see. 
I, I can watch guys in shorts and helmets and red jerseys on the NFL Network and, and highlight packages, but we got to see Matthew Stafford actually lead the Rams to wins. And they think that they've upgraded this position so much that they think that all of a sudden they're going to the Super Bowl again this year. And um, I think for many, listen, I, I know I'm, the, I'm a little bit of a doubter in all of this, but I'm not as bought in to Matthew Stafford as everybody else. I hope that he has a great year. I hope the Rams. Oh, now wait a second here. Wait a second. This isn't a downer. Hold on. Listen to this, Clinton. I can hear it. You know what happened? Let me tell you what happened, guys. We all looked at the Lakers this past offseason. They're so much mm-hmm. better. They're so they're on paper. They got younger. They're better. And I bought into it and I sold it. And you know what? I'm going to keep my, my healthy skepticism alive and tell you that um, I'm going to wait for the Rams to prove it. And I'm going to wait for Matthew Stafford. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, yes. think, he's, I think he's better than, than Jared Goff. I don't think Jared Goff is that good. I think Jared Goff is a bottom third quarterback. And I think that Matthew Stafford is at worst an upper half quarterback and probably closer to that in that top 10 range uh, in my estimation. Um, Even if he is number 10, right. And, but that's what I don't understand why this is – like if you're going to make such a splash for the big star, spend your time telling me about Stafford. Right. I don't need to hear anything about the guy Who that's cares? already – Who cares? Move on. Right, yeah, I apologize. It's very weird. If, yeah. if I were sitting there having a few uh, vodka tonics with uh, Coach McVay, I would just be like, Sean, who gives a rip? Right, like stop uh, apologizing. Exactly. Stop yeah. backpedaling. Yeah. You're not playing just, DB. You don't need to clarify anything. Like right. you just you, you said what you said and that's it. Because honestly, I think you make it more of a story um, if you clarify it. I like one thing, though, which is I like him getting a little bit aggressive on the media. Like, don't twist my words. Yeah. I feel like generally speaking. Now, he, who twisted his words, though? Nobody Do we know who the culprit words. is? No, nobody uh, that was a straw words. person, a straw person twist, if you will. Oh, you don't even think it was anyone in particular. I mean, I don't know if we can't answer that question as us in the media. Who would have done that? Like, or is he was he was he foreboding or forewarning us rather? Don't do this, considering yeah. what I'm saying. Or did that happen? Because you know what, responding to I, it. I, I'll just say it for you, Sean. Matthew Stafford is better than Jared Goff. Jared Goff yeah. had a decent run here, had a much better run than anyone would have anticipated. Hell, Marcellus Wiley was on this radio station after year one saying he can't play. <laughs> so he, he proved he could do that. You helped him do that. You should take some credit for that along with him. And let's just move on. It and didn't you work. Also, and you should take the blame for, for the failures along the way. You know, I mean, it's it's not all just Jared Goff is no longer here, so put in Matthew Stafford, and guess what? We just but he does Tom do that. Brady. He does say that. He does take blame. Like he mm-hmm. he. I'm not. I, what I was about to say was the L.A. media has been very very easy on Sean McVay. What is his? But what is there to be not easy about? Like well, what? what they've had one way. season where they've quote unquote disappointed, and we just told you that the quarterback they've had was propped up by him. Is that not an unfair assessment? I'm saying that there were a lot of things that happened this past season that were very, very questionable in terms of coaching, play calling. Uh, Okay, save it for the other side. Let's do that on the other side. I have some things to say about this too, so I'm with you. In between, plus there's a Kuzma rumor you're going to want to hear about. We'll get to all that coming up in two and a half minutes. 